0: Hi, it's been a couple of weeks since my last podcast and thank you for your patience. I've spent a lot of time reflecting and thinking about what it is I wanted to share with you and what information I wanted to bring to you to help you continue to have clarity and understanding on how to create the life that you want and that you deserve. And I finally arrived at a place where I've got some real understanding of what it is that matters. I want to take time and share with you what it means to hold space. What does it mean to hold space? And more specifically, what does it mean to hold space for yourself? And in some instances, many instances, what does it mean to hold space for someone else? The phrase hold space is a concept that may sound a bit esoteric, and you would be justified in saying, well, what is space? And how do I actually hold that? But, you know, I remember reading a long time ago in a, in a communications book, the differences of language between men and women. And the example that they cited to drive home the point was when a woman says that she has a headache, a man is most typically going to respond by saying, well, take two Tylenol, take two Motrin, or take something to help with the headache. And conversely, when a man says he has a headache, a woman most typically would respond by showing some sort of empathy and saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And is there anything I can do for you? And the latter... The woman's response is probably the most profound example of what it means to hold space, and it's something that we can build upon. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about headaches. Um, I'm going to share with you some insight that I've had about what it means to hold space as it relates to being empathetic and compassionate and to be able to be present in a relationship or to be present in a situation where holding space means being and allowing and granting the person or persons that are speaking with you the ability for them to express themselves in a way that is purely about allowing them to just be. And by doing that, you're providing to them the greatest gift of understanding and the greatest gift of love and compassion because it's allowing that person the opportunity to participate in an expression of things that are important to them and to communicate to you something that is strong in terms of a feeling or perspective or an experience that they're having and in doing so may not necessarily be looking for a solution or a fix or a resolution that needs to come in the form of an action plan. And I was struck by how often in my life, both past and present, I find myself taking space away from other people who are in the process of expressing themselves in a way where they don't need or want anything from me other than the opportunity to exist and to be exactly who they are and how they're feeling in that particular moment. And the most profound example that I can use based on what's going on in the world today is this feeling or this concept or this thought or this experience of discrimination and unfair treatment and um, classification of a culture or a race a- and what my process has been in becoming aware of the role I play in being able to create an opportunity for us to have a much bigger dialogue and a greater narrative on how to actually acknowledge the, the pain and the suffering and the hardship and the difficulties that other people are experiencing. So I'll keep this part fairly brief Sometimes when I'm listening to someone speak, my immediate reaction, and maybe you do this too, is to say, oh yeah, that's happened to me too. Now, that may be going on in my head, or I may be saying it out loud, and it really struck me that although I may be expressing the sentiment in a way of trying to tell the other person that I understand I really am taking away from their experience and shifting the spotlight away from allowing them to be able to have a moment by making it about me. And when I engage in that kind of behavior, I literally take up the room that the other person is in and crowd it with my own experiences or my own feelings or my own interpretation of what it is that's happening. And while I was out on a walk the other day and I was thinking through this and thinking about how to share in the most meaningful way the information I want to provide to you today, the phrase, your time will come, popped into my head. And I began to apply that in every situation and scenario that I began to think about or recall in my life where somebody was talking or speaking with me or sharing an experience, and instead of being in a position where I just listened and provided to that person an opportunity to be present in their ability to express themselves, I would say, oh, yeah, that happened to me too. Oh, I know exactly how you feel. Or, oh, my God, yeah, that's horrible. And it's not to say that my experiences weren't difficult or didn't create any challenges or that they didn't happen. But we've come to a place where when people are talking to us and expressing their feelings or their experiences or just sharing with you some information about what's going on in their life, the greatest overture that you can make as an expression of love is to just listen. And listening is, in fact, how you hold space for someone. And there is a tremendous amount of self-awareness that comes in that process, right? Because when someone is talking to you about an experience that they had with you, as they're sharing that, being that we're human, sometimes we have a reaction, sometimes we get triggered, sometimes we get defensive, Sometimes we find the need to try to explain ourselves because we don't want the person to misunderstand our intentions. Um, and the reality is that sometimes we do things, although they're well intended, end up having a consequence, one of which could be that they affect the feelings or hurt another individual or um, Could have a very profound effect on somebody in terms of maybe a financial outcome or missed experience or not being able to actually fulfill that which they had set out to do. So both things can exist at the same time. Yes, it's true that I've had my own experiences that maybe are parallel or similar to the experiences of other people. And yes, it's true that I can be present and hold space for someone else to be able to share their experiences with me without my having to infer or infringe into that space in a way that doesn't allow them to feel as if we are uniquely and specifically and, and deliberately focused on hearing them out and seeing what's going on with them so that they can feel both heard and seen. And the, pro- the process and the practice of holding space requires a tremendous amount of, of self-awareness and discipline and neutrality and really is one of the most incredibly significant acts of selflessness that you can share with another person. And if you think about religious history or the history of Um, different philosophies, the vast majority of philosophers and or religious icons and leaders are people who really did an amazing job at holding space for the people that they were listening to and whose lives they were a part of. And to be able to say, I understand, and to validate that the experience somebody is having or the feeling that somebody is having or the response or the reaction that someone is having allows you to be able to give to them the opportunity to grow into that space, right? So now conceptually, the idea of holding space goes from something that, you know, we can talk about in sort of higher terms, conceptual terms. But if you think about evolution on a human level and our ability to grow as individuals, our greatest place of growth comes from our ability to be able to express what it is that's going on with us and to process that information so that we can begin to see it in a different way. So if my commitment to you is to allow us to be in a relationship, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't say allow, if my commitment to you is to create an amazing relationship or to create an amazing friendship or to create an amazing business partnership when we are pushed up against points of resistance where we're feeling that we're cramped or we're butting up against a wall or that we've come to a place where we really don't feel like there's a lot of room to navigate, My role in listening and reminding myself that my time shall come provides you with that opportunity and that possibility of growing into the area that we are exploring together. And there's so many opportunities in the course of a day where we have the ability to hold space for people that goes unmissed. Uh, And it could be as simple as someone saying, I'm hungry, and someone's response being, okay, let's go get something to eat, to um, I saw, I was watching something on TV, and it really made me sad, and someone saying something like, oh, why, to saying nothing at all. The point that I'm trying to make is, That when we listen and we allow ourselves to be present in in a way that provides the person or persons in front of us with the room and the ability to share with us and to just hold that intention of being a good listener, we effectively are holding space for that person. We are creating an opportunity for something To grow into that space. And and another element of providing space or holding space for a a person is knowing and understanding that when a person is talking about something that's going on in their life, saying, I'm sorry, isn't an admission of guilt or isn't an admission of responsibility um, that comes with all instances where somebody needs to be heard or understood. The clear distinction being if I, if I engage in, a, in an act that hurts your feelings or affects your life and you're telling me about that and you're sharing with me the outcome and the consequence that came as a result of my behavior, then clearly my saying I'm sorry is important as a manner of taking responsibility and being held accountable for my actions and the decisions that I chose to take. And there's also I'm sorry in the form of I hear you. There's I'm sorry in the form of what you're saying is important. There's I'm sorry in the form of you and your experiences are important. And It really doesn't matter whether or not you were involved in the circumstances that created the situation that the person you're listening to um, is sharing. What's important is that when they are showing up and they are choosing to be open and vulnerable and to share with you something that's going on in their life, they're seeking an opportunity where they are able to grow through what's happening and grow into a better place as a result of that experience. So taking it back to the example of the headache, right? So when I say I have a headache, I know taking two Tylenol or two Motrin can help get rid of my headache. I don't mean to sound blunt or crass, but I don't need you to tell me to take two Tylenol. What I'm looking for in that moment is for someone to provide me room to be able to process what it is that's going on and for me to feel that there is an opportunity, to meet, an opportunity for me to feel cared for and respected and... Um, That whatever it is I'm going through matters. When the Black Lives Matter movement began, there was an immediate response to it where people came and said, all lives matter. And yes, it's true, all lives matter. But the point is that when we start with Black Lives Matter, if we don't just listen and say, our time will come, or there'll be time for us to also, or they'll be more opportunity for us to understand how to get to a better place by just simply holding space for people who are expressing such a strong desire to be heard and seen, and most importantly, to be able to be provided with the space that they need in order to grow and to blossom and to mature and to excel into being better versions of who they are today our, our response shouldn't be anything other than, yeah, I hear you, I'm sorry, because that allows anything that comes after that the opportunity to move into a greater space of understanding and a greater space of growth. So I've engaged in a practice of being more aware of how my experiences end up coming into the space of the experience of the person in front of me and to remind myself that we are both capable of simultaneously having an experience and it doesn't take away from my experience to just be present and to listen and to hold space for that person to share with me what it is that they're going through or share with me what it is that they're seeking to create or share with me what it is that they would like to see happen in their life and the steps that they're taking In order to get there, and more importantly, ask the question, what can I do to support that process? What can I do that will help you be able to utilize the space that you are creating for yourself in order to get to a better place or to get to the place that you want to be? And I can do that. You can do that. We could do that without any of us losing any of the significance or importance of the things that are significant and important to us. And I ask you to listen. The next time someone is talking or speaking with you, listen to your dialogue, listen to your inner voice, listen to the narrative that's going on inside of your head and see whether or not you are aware that when someone shares something with you, how quickly it could become you trying to associate their experience with something that went on in your life and how then it becomes about your thought process about that experience versus your thought process about how to be present for that person in order to be able to grow and evolve into a healthier, more strong, more empowered place in their own lives. So holding space means listening. It means acknowledging It does not mean offering up two Tylenol or two Motrin when someone says they have a headache. It means simply being able to say, I hear you, I'm sorry, and then ask questions like, what do you need? What can I do for you? Is there anything that you need from me? And letting them know that they are what matters. Have a great day.